Hey, what's going on? What's going on? Good evening and welcome to Ladies Night Radio. Hope everybody is doing great. We have some awesome guests tonight. We've got my Scudo and Mickey Michante that's going to be calling in a bit. So get ready. It's going to be a fun time. We've got some really good topics later on. We are so excited to have these two of the cover R&B artists on the line. And without further ado, we're going to go ahead and put in Miss My Scotto right here on Ladies Night Radio. How are you, dear? I'm good. How are you? Wonderful. We're, I'm doing great. So for those who don't know who My Scotto is, give them a little info about yourself. Well, I am an R&B, R&B singer from the Bay Area, and um, I'm I'm just I'm a songwriter, and <laughs> I mean, there's a lot to say about me. I'm, I'm very outgoing. I just so much. It's just my music will tell all about me. <laughs> but yeah, I'm an R&B singer from the Bay, and you know, I'm just doing it for the ladies. Let them know, you know, you're not the only one that goes through that little drama that the dude be putting us through, you know. <laughs> well, hey, <laughs> she said that. that one. But so, when did you first get started? Like, give me a little background now. That did you start in church, or did you always knew you wanted to be a singer from a young age? Like, give us well, the scoop. I always wanted to be a singer from a young age, but I used to just making noise like. Literally, my mom and my aunt and them used to tell me to shut up, and uh, and my sister too. And so, um, I mean, one day I was at church and um, we had like a Friday night praise and worship, and everybody and my family had a choir called the Family in Unity, and uh, right. I, I wasn't able to get in that choir. So, <laughs> I mean, they all could sing though. So I'm like, okay. So they, uh, the choir director was like, you want to go ahead and sing? And I'm like, yeah, I want to sing. So I get up there. And I go ahead and I sing his eyes on the sparrow. I surprised myself. I was in tears myself. I was like, oh, okay, no, no, wait a minute. I was probably like 13 at the time. The next, you know, I'm in the okay. family choir. I'm like, that's what's that. <laughs> and um, from there, I was like, I was doing hooks for people, you know, like, but I wasn't really taking my music all the way. And then, like, right. recently, within the last few years, I was like, okay, you know what, let me go ahead and do something with this voice because it was a gift that was given to me, so I just figured I might as well let the world hear it and do something great with it. So that's what I did. With my, that's how I came about being my Scotto. Nice. So how did you choose her as a stage name? Sorry. I'm sorry? How did you choose my Scotto as a stage name, though? Ooh, we gotta choose on this show. <laughs> yes, um, you can. Yes. <laughs> well, I'm gonna be honest. All right, so um, I had a crew, like a bunch of high school friends that we still all hang together. We called ourselves the Aces, and um, we used to travel and go different places like Vegas and stuff. And everybody else there do their drink like you know Henny or whatever, but me, I always right. drink Moscato. So we um, went to Vegas one time, <laughs> and all I would drink in Vegas, which is surprisingly, it was Scotto. And it was like the dude from Brooklyn and everything was calling me Scotto, and I was just like, and I rode with the name Scotto for a while, so everybody was like, Scotto this, Scotto that. And then when it came down to picking a name, everybody had their first and last name, like Tina Marie and stuff like that. You know, beautiful names, but at the same time, I want to be different. 
So okay. I was like, well, they already call me Scotto, but let's make it personal. Call it my Scotto. I said, oh, let's get real intimate with it. It's my Scotto. That's why that's my website, sitmyscotto.com. But, yeah, so, I mean, it just came from just friends. So, you know, I like to have fun. So I just roll with it. Sounds cool. Wow, Sounds that good. is cool. We could definitely tell in your music how much fun that you're having. So, like, did you always knew you wanted to be a songwriter, or did you always want, knew that you didn't want to sing other people's music? Um, songwriting, it just comes to me. Like, I never, I mean, when I wrote my first song, let me see what the first song I wrote. <laughs> it was like, um, it was called It's Me. And it was about um, who's going to pay for shopping street, metro bills, it ain't on me. It's you or it's, you, it's me talking about the, ex, the girlfriend going to pay for all this stuff, so don't call my phone. And I'm sitting there like, yeah, I really write something like that. I was only like 15 at the time. But um, okay. from there, I just like always little tunes would come in my head and I can hear them. And then I just started recording them. Then I was like, let me go ahead and try to write stuff down. I started really like getting into my music. When it came down to writing, it's like I just sit back and I just, most of the time I'm not even really, sitting back, I'm like driving on the freeway and just words come to me and I just write them down and then later on it makes sense, especially when I hear a beat like, oh, I wrote something, this might go, you know what I mean? So writing just comes natural when it comes to me and um, like I can hear anybody's song and I'll pick it up like that, like I can hear a song twice and I know the whole song. It's crazy how this music stuff works with me. I think I'm kind of, it's a blessing and a curse at the same time because the most irritating songs I can pick them up too. But, <laughs> but as for writing, I, it just comes natural. Like I can just sit down and even, not even give me a beat, not just tell me a situation and I'll write about it. It's crazy. Okay. Yeah. You said you just, you were writing on the freeway. Like, I hope you don't get no ticket. Oh, no. I don't want no chicken. <laughs> nah, I don't need no pen. <laughs> Ain't nothing wrong with texting and driving people. No, I'm just kidding. It is something wrong with it. But, um, no, nah, I use voice record when I'm in the car. <laughs> On the freeway, I use voice recording. That's why iPhones is good. And any kind of phone that got voice recording is really good because you're able to, like, capture those moments. And then you actually can remember the tune while you're, you know, you can get the tune while you're driving. True. Yeah. That sounds like so much. So I heard through the grapevine that you wanted to audition for American Idol. And since American Idol did start tonight, how was that experience for you? Because I knew that, you know, they wouldn't let you in you don't have the image or whatnot. So give us a little background about that. Like, how do you feel about reality music shows now that you have auditioned? And would you audition again? Hmm. Well, I, I actually, to be honest, I auditioned for American Idol twice. And um, one time I was, I was probably like 15, 16, and I like really went in there and I sung. But at that point, I wasn't really ready for performance-wise. I closed my eyes and just went to a whole other world and sing to somebody, and they'll get chills, but I wasn't performing. So I'll take that one for the right. team. Like, okay, you didn't let me through. But this particular time, I really like, I didn't go in with no green hair, no red hair, none of that. I didn't do no, no ghetto fabulous stuff. I really went in like a normal person, <laughs> and I really gave it my all. But um, they said I wasn't the image I was looking for, but beautiful voice and very nice smile. And I'm like, well, what the hell is the image you're looking for? Excuse my language. So, um, you know, when they took the person in a chicken suit, that kind of like made me think like, okay, reality TV, American Idol, I think is, to be honest, I think is rigged. 
And the reason I'm saying that is because they have to make it look good for TV. They need to get their ratings up. But at the same time, I think the majority of the time they already have their winners. You know what I mean? And they just throw them in later. But they let other people still live out their dreams and maybe get discovered by other people, which is a good opportunity. But at the same time, I don't think it's really out there to find real raw talent that they really can work with and really, like, develop into the next Whitney or or Nancy Wilson or something like that. You know what I mean? So. Right, when it comes to reality I TV, um, I'm not really in for it. Yeah, because I know, like, did you get past the producers? Yeah, or, I actually, I, actually, I never made the assignment. I didn't so the you were on the season with the guy in the chicken soup? Yeah. You serious? Yeah, oh, that is so I didn't make the assignment, though. It's like you have to see so many people before you even get to them. You had to do the producers, then you have to be like meet three other people, then three other people before you get to Simon and them. Mm-hmm. So that's that's from what I heard. Wow. So like, would you do it again? And if you had to choose a reality vocal show, would you choose The Voice or AI again? Or how how would you do it this time more differently would, than you did the last? I would choose The Voice. And I will sing original music. Reason being is because it shows my creativity. It shows that I have more than just the vocal standpoint to, you know, make it in a show like that. It shows that I can take words and I can actually somebody else's beat and put my own words through. You know what I mean? It just really shows who I am. You know what I mean? But when you do American Idol or something like that, it's more like karaoke, and I'm not really in for karaoke. You know what I mean? So I would choose a voice, definitely because you can really be original and actually show who you really are. And when it comes down to it, you won't be a one-hit wonder because they already see your talent in the beginning. All right. Our guest is by Scott O'Art here on Ladies Night Radio. And if you want to call in, you can do that at 949-270-5912. And before Denia asks you a question, I want to know, like, if you had to work with somebody in the industry a, would you work with them? And B, who would you work for? Ooh, anybody in the industry? <laughs> <laughs> um, if I had to work, you talking about Bay wise or just period? Period. Like it can't be Bay, but just everybody in general. Um, honestly. I probably would pick a male singer. If I was to work vocal-wise, vocal I would pick somebody like Neo because Neo is talented when it comes to vocals. He's talented when it comes to lyrics, and he's done a lot of music for a lot of people that he has not been recognized, you know, for doing that music, for the paycheck show, but all, a lot of us on the outside looking in don't know. But um, okay. And then when it comes to, like, producer-wise, I, hmm, who would I rock with? I'm not sure. I mean, I'm open to work with a lot of people with anybody, but I'm, I'm the producer wise. It's scary to just say one name. <laughs> um, I feel you. I don't know. I don't know. Ask me that later. <laughs> but I don't know. Um, <laughs> producer wise, it's open because I'll I'll work with any producer, especially Wait, like in different genres. Right, right. But you don't want to work with a producer that's, like, lame. Like, you don't want to work with the Stevie J. Yeah, 
You know what, Stevie ain't that bad though Because he actually got mm-hmm. talent But he just let his personal life take over His talent and that's, you know, that's Not a good thing, you're supposed to separate the two You need to be like, Stevie, I, the producer And Stevie the tramp I'm, ooh. <laughs> <laughs> Like, do you Do you, like, are you The one to mix business with pleasure And if you are, would you, like, put it in a song, would you put your business in a song? Like, if push came to shove? No. I couldn't mix business with pleasure. <laughs> I really could not. I couldn't mix business with pleasure because the simple fact is somebody might get offended. It's like now. Right. You know, I already got people offended off of some songs that I've done, and they swearing up and down it's about them. When it, I'm talking about a lot of other people. I write about what I see, but... No, I don't think I can do business with pleasure. I mean, now, if I marry Jay and I married my manager, like how she married her, now that's different. <laughs> that's true love right there. Oh, uh-uh. But, <laughs> but um, me, like, me being um, Jocelyn and Stevie, nah, I can't do that. Can't do that one. That ain't promising. And then going to counsel and all that, uh-uh. I ain't really doing But now business with pleasure, oh. I don't think it should mix. I think it should be separate. Definitely, if you want to get something done, because some people will get offended, and fans and all that stuff do get real, and some people can't handle it. Right. Oh, yeah. Very true, very true. Definitely. So um, I thought that you almost gave up singing in college. Do you feel like you lost a piece of yourself when you made that decision? I'm sorry, say that again? I heard that you almost gave up singing when you were in college. So do you feel like you lost you lost a piece of yourself when you decided to stop singing? Mm, yeah, yeah. You know what? I had um, I really had to like give my my mom always said you got to have something to fall back on. So when it came down to me like saying, oh, I want to be a singer, fresh out of high school, you know, I ain't got no job. I wasn't gonna be able to take care of myself and. You know, you turn 18, you better be ready for the real world. <laughs> so, right. I mean, I had a singing scholarship um, down at Benedict College in South Carolina, and so I went ahead and I took the singing scholarship, but I went ahead and reneged. I went down there and I reneged on it, and it was just like singing was what I wanted to do, but it wasn't really, it wasn't really like the main priority at the time, so I really had to, like, get my stuff together and figure out what I wanted to do with my life first before I can do my dreams. So um, recently, was about two years ago, I had a um, I had a situation where I had an abscess that grew in the back of my throat, and it like blocked my airway and everything. And I wouldn't like I thought it was a sore throat. Like for a right. whole week, I'm sitting there like, oh, I got a sore throat. It kept going to the doctor. They just kept giving me heck of stuff, Kaiser, and all this stuff. They started giving me heck of stuff, and I'm thinking like, okay. Then it got to the point where I couldn't swallow no water. I couldn't do anything. So I just took myself to the emergency room and come to find out it was like a four inch abscess abscess in the back of my throat blocking my airway and it was like oh you wouldn't have made it through the night so what they ended up doing was an emergency surgery on my throat and it was like we can damage your vocal cords it was just so much at that point that just happened like in a split second and I was just like next thing you know um, I'm on this bed going into a surgery room calling my mom telling her to get to the hospital and I wake up I'm like in a room couldn't even talk I had tooth down my throat I couldn't do nothing and it was just like, oh, my God, and I'm, the whole thing, the whole time I'm laying in that hospital bed, I'm thinking, like, am I going to, like, not be able to sing no more? Am I going to be able to talk? I'm, like, I'm writing notes down and everything, and it was just like, it was too much for me. 
And um, by the grace of God, I mean, they were able to get to what they needed to get to and wasn't and didn't damage my course. It took a while for me to get back in the, in the groove of things. I mean, I was able to talk, but it wasn't like I couldn't sing nothing. They told me, don't sing for this song and don't do nothing, don't do whatever. And that really just made right. me appreciate my gift and my purpose, you know, when it comes to this music thing, so... I mean, by me even thinking, and I kicked myself in the ass for thinking about even giving it up, you know what I mean? Because that split second right there made me realize how precious it was. Because if it was taken from me, it's different from me giving it up, you know what I mean? Wow, that's very, very powerful. I mean, oh my goodness. (laughs) Because you say you think about, like, you know, what you could have potentially lost. Yeah, yeah. That's when you realize that it is a gift. And you're not, yeah. you know, and like, it's not like, oh, I can just do that. No, that was a God-given talent. Yeah, definitely. Definitely, definitely. So what advice do you have to someone who is considered giving, who has considered giving up singing because, but they're incredibly talented just because they've had a couple of bumps in the road? I would say to anybody that wants to pursue a dream, any kind of dream, even if it's becoming a, a seamstress, you know what I mean? Follow it because you only got one life to live. So it's like when you die, you got to leave something behind. Like me, I don't have any children. So right. what I'm going to leave behind is a bunch of music that people can always go back to and remember me, you know what I mean? Like you can remember, oh, I remember when she did that song. Oh, that song, I connected with that song. You know, Scott, oh, she was, you know what I mean? Like don't give up on your dreams. you got to follow them. It's like if you want to sing, if you want to rap, even if you can't even do it, try. That's all you got to do because at the end of the day, you can pat yourself on the back and say you tried. Exactly, and that's very, very important when you're able to say that I tried something, it didn't work the first time. My mom says try things something 20 times. If it doesn't work 20 times, then stop. <laughs> exactly. You know, but, you know, definitely try and reach for what your goal is and know exactly. what your goal is. And always have something to fall back on. Don't just give up everything. Don't put all your eggs in one basket. You can't do that. Exactly. You got to spread them things out. Because um, when you put them in one basket, you'll be sitting there stuck in the corner sometimes, not knowing what to do. You have to come out fighting. <laughs> but, um, <laughs> yeah. <laughs> I'm just saying, you know, you got to don't. I just want people to just like me. I'm, at the end of the day, I'm a singer. I know silent. I'm a sign language interpreter. I teach, it's like, it's so many things that I got under my belt, so when one thing don't work, I can put it to the side for a second, go to something else, do that, come back to it. You know what I mean? I'm still in school, all that. It's like, the dream is real, and it's like, I got so much stuff that needs to be done for me to be so young, I have no life. <laughs> but right. I mean, yeah, it's it's all worth it at the end of the day. I'm a, I just want, you know, when I get to them gates, you've got to pat me on my back and say, good job, my good and faithful servant, you know? So that's what I'm looking forward to. Definitely, definitely. Do you sign when you sing, or have you not thought of doing that yet in your videos? I actually, I try to do it. I just did a video for um, a song called Fallen. It'll be out, I already got the video. It'll be out, um, I want to put it out probably Valentine's Day. I'm thinking about it. And um, it's a part in there where I start signing some of the songs, but I don't know. I'll probably just wait for a, a very special and unique song for me to do that, like something that I'll probably do for the kids or something, you know. But um, 
Yeah, I want. I do want to do like a song for like that's dedicated to like you know autistic children and you know something to empower their parents to not give up on their kids. You know, because a lot, a lot of um, parents that deal with children with autism, they just don't know they'd be at the end of their ropes, and that's the type of um, population that I work with. And um, right, it's like you just got to be patient, and you just you know, I just want to create a song like that and, like, sign it so, you know, the kids can see it all and stuff. It'll be kind of dope. It'll be dope. Very dope. Wow. Like right I'm excited. I cannot <laughs> wait for that. And this is Ladies Night Radio with our guest, Mike Scotto. If you want to tune in to the topic of conversation, you can do that at 949-270-5912. And we're going to go ahead and mic up the other guests we have on this Singer is also from the Bay. Give it up for Miss Mimi Shantae right here on Ladies Night Radio. Miss Mimi, how are you? Hi, I'm good. I'm good. I was mm-hmm. excited listening to Moscato. <laughs> oh, my goodness. It's so great, and we're blessed to have you on. So for those who, of us who don't know who Miss Mimi is, give a little about yourself. Mimi Shante, producer, singer, songwriter, and recording engineer. The Bay Misses. Nice. She's a recording engineer, so you produce your own songs? Yeah. <laughs> Write them and everything. Very cool. How long yeah. have you been producing and I, for? I record a lot, of, a lot of artists in the Bay Area. Okay. Very, very cool. So how long have you been doing music for? I've been doing music since, uh, well, professionally since about 1999. I've been singing since the age of six. Nice. When did you start writing songs? I didn't hear you. When did you start writing music? I started writing at an early age of middle school. I used to always write. I used to have books or written material. But I didn't take it seriously probably till about 2004. Oh, okay. Wow. Do you remember the first song you ever wrote? Oh, no. <laughs> yes, I do. Oh, wow. I, and it... what, what was it about? <laughs> <laughs> I had no idea what I was saying, but the hook said I got a sexy feeling. Oh, <laughs> yeah, I see why you got in trouble, Miss. I have a sexy feeling. I mean, I hope you didn't sing that no for nobody or nothing. That, I bet. <laughs> oh, my goodness. So I know you and my Scotto have worked together on a project or two. So how was it like working with each other? I love working with my Scotto. Oh, my God. I love I it. <laughs> I love like, Harvey. Shy. <laughs> she, um, <laughs> she did not cut me no slack in the studio. And she's so so sweet <laughs> and innocent. She is not cutting me no slack whatsoever. I come in there and I try to just take the easy roads and be like, why don't you just do No, 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 no. You're going to do it. But, I mean, I know you can do it. <laughs> Mimi produced them and all that. Mimi did it. So I'm coming yeah. from under a good uh, brand. Oh, <laughs> very, very cool. I mean, that is so nice to have to work with 
ladies in the industry, and y'all show each other so much love. I I commend yeah. you guys for that because there's so many people, there's so many women in the industry that doesn't give the proper respect that it's due. Yeah. I mean, it's, and it's how do y'all feel about that? How what is your take about women not supporting each other? Um, women do that on an everyday basis. <laughs> women get jealous. I ignore it and keep and keep working, and I encourage people who I work with just to ignore people and keep working. Don't care what anybody thinks or say. So but at the same time, don't go ahead. I get offended. <laughs> <laughs> I get offended when they don't. You, do you know what I mean? Like, yeah. She always tell me like, ignore it. It's all good. Like, you know, keep pushing, which I'm going to continue to do that. But I feel like us as women, especially coming out of the Bay, with all these guys on the radio taking over with the R&B thing and not even really, you know, they're not really singing and auto-tune is taking over and women have really strong voices, we need to be able to come together and do some Faith Evans, some Kelly Price type stuff, you know, when they came together and did Mm -hmm. that whole little Harburg Hotel thing. Right. I feel like us women in the Bay should really stick together and really do something, put on big shows and all that stuff, and don't be jealous of each other. Just push. We all trying to get somewhere. Let's do it. Yeah, I, I work agree. with a lot of a lot of women artists, and they get jealous so fast. Sometimes it get hard, but got to keep pushing. Like right. jealousy. I think, I think what that comes from is kind of just this whole thing of trying to one-up each other as opposed to connecting with each other. I help. I try to help everybody I can. Oh, my gosh. I'm sorry? What would you say? I I try to help everybody I can. A lot of people are not easy to work with. (laughs) (laughs) Yes. I love working with Mikado. She's very, very awesome. I I know she's definitely a hard worker, so... I'm sure that was definitely yeah. something that was easy. That was a relationship that was that's definitely gonna build. So, y'all wanna know how that Mimi? <laughs> I'm gonna tell y'all. We was in the studio. I was in the studio, and this was my first time coming down to TC Studio. And um, I was recording one night stand, I believe, and I couldn't get my nose right. Mm-hmm. And uh, the person that was recording me turned around and said, "Well, ask Mimi." And I'm like, "Who's Mimi?" And she was sitting on the couch. I turned and looked at her. She looked at me, and I said, can you help me? <laughs> and she got up, came in there, and she listened to it, and she, like, put me right on point when it came that song. And then next thing you know, I was like, when are we going to do it again? When are we going to do it again? And she couldn't get rid of me ever since I became, like, a, a chick on her um, shoulder. <laughs> yeah. Oh, yeah. She oh, definitely is a good person to work with when it comes to Studio stuff and just period. I love her. Oh, I just I love the bonding of it. I I love how just even on the radio that y'all praise each other. So like when underground artists work with each other, like like is it like some like I know y'all said like some women are jealous. Like are you too jealous of each other because somebody has more Twitter fans or somebody has sounds more better? And it's just, it's ridiculous, isn't it? Yeah, she sounds oh. good and I sound good. That's how I take it. 
care. Some people think, some people be trying to say stuff. You know, you always got people that's on the outside looking in, and people always be like, are you sure you want to work with another girl? You want to work with another artist? Yeah, yeah, I do, because she's been around this game for a long time. I remember when I went to a um, Raw High. I think it was the Raw High. Wasn't it Mimi where y'all used to be at the Raw High? Oh, yeah. Mm -hmm. And I seen her and a group of girls get on stage, and they got up there, and they were singing and stuff. And I was just like, I was heckin'. I wasn't even supposed to be in the building. And <laughs> I was oh, like, okay. <laughs> I, what? I wasn't even supposed to be in the building. But they did their thing. And, you know, I can respect that. I mean, because I was young, and I wasn't even really, honestly, I wasn't even really thinking about becoming a song, a singer Aww. at that point. You know what I mean? And I was like, oh, okay. And she did her thing. So it was like, I've been wanting to work with, with her and get to that studio. I didn't came to TC studio plenty of times, but everybody was like, she don't want to do nothing. She's playing. But, you know, now I'm so happy that they, they took